Yeah. One of those go. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> no, that, that's good. Style. Three to one. Three to one. Yeah, I think uh, three to one. <laughs> Welcome to the No Lunch Podcast. Your host, also with friends, KP and Cookie. How y'all feeling? Great. How are you? No, oh, no, no. How y'all feeling? Honestly. How you feeling? Honestly. Inside Honestly. of yourself. Still sensational? How do you feel when you're <laughs> alone? Oh, I'm phenomenal when I'm alone. I'm sensational when I'm here. Mm-mm-mm. I'm feeling okay. All right, I guess. Is it is it illegal for a black man to be feeling good? I'm not going to do this. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not going to do this again. Nah, y'all pressing me like for my Popeye's, answer. I said like the Popeye's commercial. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm, baby, get this blackened, blackened chicken. Five-piece biscuit at one side, $4.99. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm, good. That's how she does it. Wait, is that the wrong commercial? No, I'm good at is something. That hey, that's something else. Just... That's something else. That's what I'm oh saying. I was probably just fucking sued. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Wait, why? I quoted, we quoted two different places. Wait, what? Somebody gonna sue us. I don't know, um, damn, now that you said that, I don't know who mm, good is. Anyway, uh, just going right into it. What wasn't fucking mm, good was the fucking burger place that I went to yesterday. This, um, it was this, uh, what do you, what do people call it? Oh, what? Yeah. Um, I can't remember right now what people are calling it, like how they're putting out restaurants to so you can go sit on the street and shit. I'm not with it no more. <laughs> I was with it outdoor, for a second. I was glad. No, nah, that's a different word. But yes, the outdoor seating. There was a, um, I was all for it. You know, to bring the restaurants back, get people, get people some money. Um, get us feeling too normal. Or as normal as possible. I think that you know, food is a good way. Food is a good way to do that. Be able to just, you know, not have to cook. Go out, chill, have a drink. You know what I'm saying? But now this shit is outrageous. <laughs> like service, customer service is at an all time fucking low. It took. We um we put two hours on the meter. That two hour meter went off like while we were still at the table eating. To put in perspective how fucking long it was to get, excuse me, to get seated, order, so on and so forth. I don't feel like going into the whole thing right now. I mean, people who know me can go on Yelp and see my full review um, or just hit me up. Put in your on Yelp Facebook, tag. Facebook, IG, whatever the case is, because I'd be more than happy to tell y'all how fucking awful all uh, that spot is. And I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. Like, can I say, can I like just trash a place? For not seasoning yes. food. Okay. So <laughs> I mean they're not gonna appreciate it. But yes. Yeah, so this is um soup and burger on, on Edmund Ave. And you know, I thought if I got a soup or a burger, I'd be in the green for something that actually would be good. But then I get a burger and there's no fucking seasoning on it. Um they give me French fries and this fake ass mayo ketchup shit that they try to pass the soup and soup and burger sauce. Um that shit is mayo ketchup and trash mayo ketchup. That shit tastes like the mayo chup, as a matter of fact. I think they just just put mayo chup in a little in a little uh 
the little metal shit and give it to you. Disgusting. Mm-mm. But the icing on the cake, the icing on the cake, and I've had this experience like a couple times. Um, like I mean, not, not a couple times. I had it two other times. The time, um, I think I talked about on the podcast when the waiter wanted to come out and fight us on my grandma's birthday, and um, the time, like y'all have been to a restaurant and like you just felt like the waiter was nicer to everybody else and not you. Yes. Yes, I've been to those places. Oh, okay. So or then it's not Spanish just me. I... There... No, no. Even a Spanish restaurant, like when you're sitting at the table, um, the woman would be hella sweet to the man and then be stuck up and stank to the woman. Right now, that's the super table. common, too. That's super common. I've seen that firsthand. I actually like think the that's just because they expect the guy to pay. I think it's because they expect the guy to pay, so they got to be really nice to him, so they make sure to get their tip. I mean, it's also just in, 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 in Latin culture, men are just taking care of more. Like men are just the get to be I don't I don't know what it is that like men get to be the babies and then like the macho person later in life. And it's like you get a lot of you get a lot of passes in life. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't really I don't I don't understand how one turns into the other. But I know what you're saying and, and I've seen know. it firsthand that they'll be They'll be really nasty. They'll be really nasty to women. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It happens all the time. It's sad. Well, I don't um, really... in this... No, go on. Do I'm I... sorry. No, no, go, go. No, I wasn't really going to really say anything. I was just going to say I, I, don't, I don't understand how, how they can be so blatant like that. You know? Oh. I mean, in this particular experience, this lady on, we were just waiting for the check. And like this lady, uh, she was at a whole other table having a full conversation on just talking about life and how things are going. And, you know, what if I want to tell you how things are going? You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) what if I got some shit going on? Like, what if COVID has been crazy for me and I just need somebody to talk to? No, she did not come back to my table more than she came to our table for our order. And then she came for the check. Like we had to grab somebody else to ask where our food was to do the drinks and so on and so forth. Um, but the icing on the cake was when we finally we had got somebody else to get her to get us the check. And then she came over with the check, and then all of a sudden, and then like she's just like, okay, so you know, you you sign right here. Like she had like a machine to do it. And um, Amanda was about to ask a question. And then she's like, oh, you guys coming tonight? And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like a, a, a threshold. It's like a flowery threshold between where I am and the street, even though it's like a couple inches from a fucking car that's driving down the street. And um, there's a there's a like an old Jewish couple that's there next to me. And they're like, oh, no, not tonight. We're not going to go here. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we'd be so happy to see you. Uh, we'll ha- be so happy to see you later in the week. Yada. And I'm like, yo, are you being nice to somebody over me, my nigga? Like, don't say a word to me. I mean, like, don't say a word to my party this whole this whole dinner. But you'll be nice to someone, like, right over my fucking head. And then they charge 18% off rip. Um, and call it a, a, a house charge. I know tip when I see it. But that's so they why. Um, you a house that's, wait, how many people was at, at the, was at the table? 
Five. Typically, was there policy charge... in the menu? Like, was the was the policy in the menu saying five or more or something like that? Because usually it's six or more, and then they add tips. No, no. There's an eighteen. Yeah, it's at at six people. I think it's is eighteen to twenty percent. This had a piece of paper like on the door of the restaurant, even though you don't have to walk into the restaurant that said that there's an 18% um, house fee, house charge, 18. whatever. Damn, that's how I know you don't tip. God damn. <laughs> you know? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I do say tip, like but that? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> because 18 for you to go pick up your food? You said because Wait, you, you said it's food. on the door, right? No, no, no. no. Okay. Okay, I, I no, understand no, you saying... sat down in it, and that's how you got the house the house charge. I get that. But I'm saying you said that it's on the door, right? So even if people were to order, you don't necessarily have to go inside to go pick up the food, right? True. I mean, I'm not sure if that's the case, but I mean it, okay. it might be so all are I know. They also paying tip? Are they also paying tip? There was a, there was a, there wasn't even a tip thing there. It was just the house, the house charge. That's how you know it's really just a tip. Wow. Okay. But that's exactly why the customer service can be shit because they don't, they don't have like, regardless of what I do, I'm getting my 18, my nigga. (laughs) There was a nigga and it's like, I didn't want to share this detail because it, I mean, to me, it just doesn't even sound real. There's like a, this nigga in a uh in a mesh tank top that was like i feel like he was supposed to be security but like he was just pacing back and forth it's just it's a weird detail but it, it's 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 just it's, it's me <laughs> um i'm i'm just good on these uh i'm good on on going to these places for right now though that's that's for fucking short i'm tired of the fucking car exhaust being part of my food and I'm tired of piss poor customer service during COVID. I understand niggas don't want to work, but if you don't want to work, just stay home and collect unemployment. I mean, obviously it's not that simple, but it's you can help ruin a business or you can stay home and not do shit, which and not do shit ass. You know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. I don't know, man. I just feel like people are using COVID as a poor excuse for customer service. Poor customer service. I mean, my my apologies. I yeah, I mean before. I shit. I but I feel like even before there has still been bad customer service, regardless. But I think people use it more as an excuse now because of COVID. But there's always been horrible customer service out there. It just really depends on where you go and who's your waitress or waiter. Yeah, but like few and far, COVID, like fucking the mail, the mail, the mail people have bad customer service. Like I ordered three packages. I know I'm only getting two. Like I don't, I've reported so many missing packages in like the last, you know, three, four months. It was a miracle. It was a miracle that, um, I got the package I got and it's just supposed to be like, oh, whatever. Are you referring to the face mask? I got my no, what the hell? I didn't order no face mask. I, first of all, let me let me say, I'm really sick of the bullshit that is being put out there about like the face mask and shit. Like, oh, you can only wear your thirty dollar face mask one time, and you got to get another one. Fuck that. Since when doesn't detergent work? 
Since when doesn't soap and water work? Fuck that shit. My mask is use. Not the blue joints, though. They're a little bit too flimsy for that. I'm talking about, like, the, the cloth joints. You know what I'm saying? Sweetheart, I wasn't talking about those masks. I was talking about facial mask. The facial mask that you got from Jarrell. Nigga, I got that months ago. Yeah, but, but even wasn't that, it, like, um, behind by, like, a day or two? Yeah, that um when she sent me that package, and this is uh Jariel Beauty on IG. I mean y'all can check her out. She does um massages, facials, uh men and women. She's supposed to be opening up. I think she opened up on July twenty seventh, but either way you get the IG and check her mm-hmm. out. Um she's a new yeah, even but she travels. Yeah. Um I don't know oh when she when she sent me the package like from New Jersey to New York, the shit ended up in like Delaware, some weird shit. Ended up someplace it shouldn't be, and then got to me like two or three days later, even though she paid for you know express shipping or whatever. And then um, and when I got it, the bowl was broken. Yikes! The yeah, she had broken? like covered it and shit. She like she sends like she sends you the whole thing. Like she sends you the even you the bowl and the, the spoon to use. You should have reported that and you should have gotten the insurance back for that. For a bowl? For the whole package really? being not delivered on time, but the package wasn't delivered on time and it came to you damaged. They would have given you the insurance money for that. How do you gonna mean the insurance? I'm not the one who sent out the package. Because you were supposed to be receiving it, I don't know. You can still get insurance for it. No, no, Jariel has to get the insurance for it, not me. <laughs> She's the one who had to, who sent it express, oh, and I told bad. her, you know, what the issue was, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's like I can't claim insurance on a package that I got, <laughs> like unless uh, unless it's like from Amazon or something like that. But either way, um. You know, just wanted to, you know, you know there's people got to put out there sometimes, you know, people trying to trying to create their own generational wealth out here. What does that look to you, though? <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> You came in with that, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What does that look to you?" That was fucking horrible. <laughs> I feel like you missed you missed a wide open pass. <laughs> like that was supposed to. How that was, was that to a wide open pass? pass and a touchdown? Because How? she has her own business. She has her own business. That was awful. In time, no, 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 no. She has, she has her own business, and in time, she can ha- she can pass this business on to her children, and then they can either sell the business or continue it on in her name. Either way, it's their own business. Therefore, in passing it to her children as generational wealth. So this is extremely relevant and really on topic. So yes, it was an open pass. Okay. But then the Kasaya, response I got wasn't even say? English. <laughs> <laughs> what that look like?
That laugh actually sounds like it hurts. <laughs> like there's tears behind it. Yeah, there's pain behind that. Like you're sensational. <laughs> you okay? see, there were so many times growing up, I used to ask my mom, why is it that they sold the house that we had in the Bronx? That house now, I'm going to Google it really quickly. Okay. Oh, I'm going to Google that. What? How much the house was worth? Wait, you can't even really. I mean, it's hard to really figure out how much it's worth right now. I mean, because people, you know, they make the changes they make and then the house appreciates a different way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can get like a rough estimate, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm going based off a rough rough estimate on Zillow. Okay. This house, my parents used to only pay for mortgage about nine hundred dollars a month. Okay. They I don't know how much my mom bought the house for. I just know that at some point my my dad decided that he wanted to sell it. He wanted to live in this apartment in 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 New York as a super free rent, free everything. You know, we only pay like $17 for electricity, uh, something like that for the cable. Also, it was it was a sweet deal. It was a sweet deal. Yeah, all, all, that, all that stuff, all that stuff changes, though. I mean, let's just stick to the house value. It does. So as of as of right now, Zestimate value, if my parents would have probably stayed with it or if my mom would have bought out my dad when they divorced, it says here one point three mil. Where was the house located? Yeah, but um, in the Bronx, in the Bronx, but it, it's labeled as New York because it was right. It was right where the river is. Right. Okay. You see the you see the two hundred and twenty fifth Street Bridge that no, goes from Manhattan to. Yeah. Okay, but so it's this bridge that goes from Manhattan to the Bronx, and that bridge is what basically splits the two. Ooh. Okay. Where the target is on 225th, opposite of that, was where this house was located. Okay? So, <laughs> opposite of that being, like, the Listen, other side. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I've been listening to this for, like, two, two minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to stop doing this. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been letting it slide for as long as I could. Okay. Okay. I'm going to stop. I've noticed it. <laughs> It's like just gather gather My the saliva bad. in your mouth before you speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused on what the fuck was going on. Like, is she sucking on gum? Like, I don't know what the fuck is, but please do do you know how much it was worth when they sold it? I want to say it, it was a little bit less than that. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to say it was less than that. I'm going to see if I can pull up anything that says how much it was worth during that time. It uh, don't even matter because it definitely accumulated value as time went on just from the sheer location of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all it's giving yeah. me is property taxes. All it's giving me is property taxes I mean, right now. But back in tax estimate tax estimate tax property taxes okay i don't know exactly how much the house was worth but it was definitely much less than the 1 million that it is right now had my had my mom kept the house or had my mom 
decided to buy out my dad and sold it at a later time, there would have definitely been some type of wealth behind that. But with the way that my mom thinks, even now, like I've asked her, you know, why don't you buy property now? So then we can have something, you know, to fall back on. And she clearly says, absolutely not. She believes that we should have to work hard for what we want. And she's not going to help, you know, she's not going to put towards that generational wealth, I guess you can say. I mean, there's a lot of things to, uh, there's a lot of different things to uncover there. Um, I mean, I want to say that while we're here too, I mean, the same with my family that, uh, long story short about my family, um, they're uh, on my mom's side, they're immigrants from Jamaica and they came here. My great grandma came here <clears throat> for what reason? I'm not sure. I don't know how she went from Jamaica to the Bronx. I probably got to, got to inquire, but, um, she had a house. She had a house. She had a, she had a house in, the, in uh, the South Bronx. The person, this is how it's been explained to me. The person upstairs moved out. She started renting out. Well, I mean, she's gone now. So I guess I could say she started legally renting out the apartment upstairs. Eventually, she accumulated enough money to buy the whole two family house um, through the rent and then use that to buy another place, which bought another place until she finally bought her main house. And that was the house that I lived in when I was a teenager. And they due to situation in my family, um, when she passed away, I mean everything that she had was, you know, liquidated and sold. I'm looking at the house, I think it was sold for like four hundred thousand, maybe like four thirty or something like that. Or I might be thinking of my my grandma's house that she sold. But the value right now is six hundred and fourteen thousand. Um which doesn't even seem accurate, to be honest with you, because how much? I don't know. It's just a lot to this house. You ever been to this house in Mount Vernon? No, the one all in the cut, like the one that looked like a dollhouse. No, no, no. That's my grandma's right. house. It's on my my great grandma's house. Um. All right. Well, either way, it's hilarious because these pictures online. Um, they have like our photos above my fireplace and they also have like my brother's room with like a towel on the bed. Like who the fuck took these pictures? They have a picture of my bed in that house with my fucked up ass pillow, like on the bed. <laughs> like, I don't know who did this. Like my room is filthy. Why'd they take a picture? A lot of people don't realize that the background matters when you take a picture. <laughs> it absolutely does. I'm like, yo, I'm, I mean, I'm seeing this shit. And I'm just like, yo, who took these pictures? Like, oh my god. All right. I, was just I mean, they don't. They also don't know. You said you were just what now? Wait. I was just starting off with my photo business. I don't need y'all being so critical. What auto business? <laughs> I said it's photo, photo business. business. Oh, photo business. <laughs> you don't have long in the business. These are your pictures. These are awful. They also don't know if there's like a animals buried in the backyard. There's like a pet cemetery back there. They have no clue when they buy that house. But I mean, that's its own thing. <laughs> um, Nigga said that. Anyway, in terms of. It is. <laughs> it's not mine anymore. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I mean, they could have, if my family, um, if my family had properly, 
I mean, it's it's really not my family's issue. It was a specific individual in my family whose issue it was because honestly, when things have to get liquid, like when things have to get split between people, it 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 just takes one person to not agree for the whole thing to be torn down. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of mm-hmm. the situation. I don't want to get into the particulars because it's just it's a long, terrible story. But in terms of what you're saying. Um, I mean, as I said to you, you told us before, I mean, I don't think that your mom is wrong in saying that you guys should work for what you have. That's absolutely true. But that mind state also doesn't help in terms of like (sighs) the goal of every parent should be that my kids are going to be better than me, you know, but how do you as a child have the ultimate opportunity to be better. Well, I mean, it's a better guarantee for you to be better than your parent if they give you a head start, which would be something like there's a house I can pass on to you. There's um there are assets, assets of any of any shape or form that I could pass on. You know what I mean? There's investments, there's an old fashioned car. I mean, who the fuck knows? It's better than yeah, nothing. I don't really think that they thought it out. I don't really think that they thought that out. I don't even think that when they purchased the home, they even said, you know what? I can probably leave this behind to our kids. You know what I mean? I really think that a lot of my, a lot of the way that I, that my family thinks is not for them to, to do and leave, leave behind for their kids. A lot of them just feel like, and maybe I'm just speaking way too general. Maybe, Maybe this is just my mother's thought or maybe this was my dad's thought, you know, but I don't think that they actually sat there and said, let me, let me put some money aside. So then later on, if, when I do pass, if, and when I pass, I'll have something for my kids. My mom wholeheartedly believes that she's going to die tomorrow. She does. She shouldn't have to save anything. And And I I told you that's not necessarily wrong either. It's not necessarily wrong, but it it is bad when when you don't have money for yourself today because you've you've already spent it all yesterday. Because fuck it, you could die. I see what you mean, but I see what you mean, and I see what she means. Like you know, live like your last day, not holding on to anything. I would probably ask her. What do you want us to do with you when you pass away? Seeing as you like to live so frivolous, frivolously, because at this point, you know, the way you spending bread, you leaving us with a whole bunch of bills. Am I cool to just, you know, kick you into a hole when you die because you just didn't care? Am I supposed to pay this exorbitant amount for your funeral or whatever the case may be because you chose to live this way? Like, I don't know. Pose in fan, these in difficult all fairness, questions that she got to answer. I mean, my mom has already dead, said she doesn't even want to be buried. <laughs> my mom has already said that if she were to get, if she were to pass away, she doesn't even want to be buried. She wants to be cremated. Okay. I mean, that's like $80, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. Nah, it's like 3000 as opposed to a basic funeral, which is like 6000 Nigga, no, it's not. Listen, I got a lighter and some moths. 
three thousand to get pre cremated. I'm telling you, for real, for real, it is not three thousand dollars. I'm telling you, getting cremated is very cheap. That's why people opt out to do it. <clears throat> Sweetie, New York, New York, average cremation cost with services three thousand nine hundred and fifty three dollars. Listen, I'm just and saying, that was I as got of last here. year. I got logs. You t- I got a can of Axe spray and a lighter. That's not going <laughs> to burn the body. The body has to burn at a certain degree in order for the bones to actually burn along with this, the ashes. It sounds like a nigga with no patience. Yeah, I got patience. I got you, time. Three, and I'll charge you $50. That $3,000 factors in having the uh, the funeral arrangements and the, uh, yes, the urn and so on and so forth. Yes, I'm not talking about with services. We're just talking about burning somebody. Wow, that sounded brutal. Right? That sounded so (laughs) Listen, that's what she said she wants, right? Not technically it is. All right, these are are things we got to have, like, before the episode. I mean, mean, just throwing that out there. (laughs) We don't have an intern to look up stuff for us yet. One day. (laughs) Okay, so direct cremation, container provided by family, minimum cost is $1,325. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong state. Wow, you're right. Minimum cost, $320. I told you, it's like nothing. That's why people get cremated. Wow, that is People don't get cremated, like. Yeah, that's why she's not worried about it. She's not worried about y'all because y'all just got to have $300 on deck. Nah, I ain't got it. She got to <laughs> leave that shit in her will. <laughs> she got to leave but, that in her will. You're so silly. Um, But what? I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, I understand what she's saying. The same thing, because I said the same thing that I was thinking about, like, you know, She's living every day like her last. I mean, and we are, excuse me, we're encouraged to to think like that to some degree. In which case, she doesn't feel like she has to live with the um the pressure to save and um to do all these things with her money that we're that we're expected to do: buy a house, buy a car, buy buy a nice TV, um, and so on. Maybe she just I don't know. Maybe she doesn't feel like she has a purpose and she just feels like she's just here. Maybe she feels like her time's already up. You know what I mean? Like she's already did all she can do. I mean, I don't know how old she is, but I don't think she's old enough to feel like that. But maybe that's its own issue. She maybe. also, oh no, she I does just, have grandkids, right? Yeah, she has my sister's kids now. Two kids, two grandkids. Mm-hmm. Now that's weird because I would have figured that once having the grandkids in the picture, she would have a new purpose but is her, uh, her grandkids in a different state or something no she's she's with them all the time she helps out my sister maybe this she is her way of maybe this is her way of payment then babysitting costs money I don't know that is a terrible fucking hand me down that is, <laughs> right? That's a horrible hand-me-down. I mean, when you think about I mean, babysitting, I mean, well, daycare is like $1,500, you know, a month type shit. So that being said, she's saving her. She's like, you should, I mean, if I'm doing the babysitting, you should be um, 
saving that fifteen hundred dollars every month. Fifteen hundred dollars a month for a year is uh what? Um, I don't even know. I can't do math that fast. Twenty thousand dollars. So there you go. You said fifteen hundred times twelve. It's eighteen thousand. Oh, okay. I was close. I don't give a fuck. I didn't. I never said I was a mathematician. My podcast. <laughs> Five thousand and eight thousand are not close whatsoever. But okay. Um, what I said twenty thousand. Oh, you said twenty. My bad. <laughs> I miss. I misheard. My bad. Yeah. 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 Whatever. I just know it. What's crazy is that my sister kind of has the i the ideas that I do. Um, a lot of it is because her, her husband actually works in the financial industry. Um, from what I understand, he helps people with their portfolios and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. She also, my sister met him while they were working for New York Life, actually. And um, that's how she met him. They were selling life insurance policies. I don't know exactly how it all started, but they started dating from there. And they both actually believe in that whole generational wealth and, and they know about compound in, um, interest and, and reinvesting the penny that you made yesterday to earn two pennies today type of a thing, you know? And it's just, it's crazy to me that my, like we all, because even my brother thinks the same way too, you know, we all think the same way, but we didn't come from a family that actually thought that way. You know, I know my mom's mom didn't leave her anything. Her mom's mom. And in which that's anything, what she's accustomed you know? to. Yeah. But Wait, then, how do you know that? I guess it takes, I guess it takes. Actually, I take that back because my mom does have a house in DR right now. And somebody yeah, left go. that to her. Obviously. Somebody did leave that to her. So you're right. You're right. But. That house, she's not planning on selling, you know, not passing it down to us. I'm pretty sure it's not even in the She will, doesn't have a choice. You know? <laughs> like I said, once she's dead, it's it's kind of, it just doesn't go exactly. for sale. Look at her. She actually left you something. You over here complaining. No, because she's talking about selling it. All right. All right, that's just a dick move then. Yeah, no, she's been talking about selling. I mean, I don't think any of us. I'm just, I don't think my mom has ever thought to pass that down to us because she doesn't even want it because it's a headache. Like, apparently we have family there that don't even want to move out. So it's kind of like, okay. It kind of sounds like they ain't got a choice if she, if you say move out. What do you mean? Nigga, get out my house. Yeah, but in DR, it's a little bit different because from what I've come to understand, if somebody has lived in a place for a while, even though it's not their place, if they've paid one of the bills there for a certain length of time, that property is now theirs also. So that's kind of like New York. That's a really stupid rule. How is that like New York? He's talking about squatters, squatters rights, but that only gives you for so long. No, nah, that only gives you so long. That doesn't give that you don't own it. Said, kind of. I said kind of. Like I, I see what they're trying to do. So why not just sell the shit, get a new house, get a better house? Well, she wants to sell it, but I don't think it's to get a better house. I think it's just to take care of whatever she has to take care of. 
Which because is again, what? like I said, my mother lives in today. I was about to say. I don't know. She probably has a whole bunch right, of so debt this, or whatever. So this is this. This is what it is. This is this is going to a line of questioning where we eventually just realize that your mom is actually leaving you something. You don't think she's leaving you shit? Because it, it sounds you're sounding like she's leaving you something. What do you mean? She sound I sound like she's leaving me something. Because she has a house in DR right now. If she you're saying she might sell it, if she never sells it, then no, it belongs to you, your sister, and your brother. To sell it. No, she's actively looking to sell it because of the fact that there's a bank next door to the house that wants to tear down the house and make it into a parking lot. So she wants to sell the house and she apparently owns that house with like one other person. I think it's my aunt. So in all in all actuality, oh, it wouldn't even go to us. It would go. Yeah, it would go to somebody else in the in the family. It would probably just go all to my aunt instead. So I don't like I said, I don't really no, go I don't even you. count on that house. It will go to all of us. And either yeah. way, she. I'm telling you, Which she's talking like about selling piece. it. She don't want it. But even if she sells it, then it's her money after that, and then that still goes to you once she passes away. No, not unless she unless uses she just it to take care of her own stuff. I mean, that's possible too. I mean, I'd be impressed if she fi- finds out how to spend. You, to, you, you know, she already has a place to, to stay. You also have to understand too, especially like okay, for example, growing up in the city. What was found to be like winning the New York lottery? Living in New York itself. I don't know. Right? If yeah, you had know. if you had an apartment that would that's been in the family for years and years and years, if you have one of those spots oh. that the rent is probably still like four hundred dollars, and it's because it's been yeah. in the family for so many years, your your great grandmother had the apartment and then it went to your grandmother and then it went to your mother, then it goes to you that's considered like winning the New York lottery basically because you have something that's been passed down over and over within your family. I don't even think a lot of those people even save money also to begin with, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong, but again, like that's something that can still technically be considered generational wealth because they're passing down an apartment over and even though it's not necessarily theirs, but they keep passing it down. I mean, that doesn't look like generational wealth to me because it doesn't really belong to anybody. And also, to be honest with you, too, um, I mean, I've only referred, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into that. Um, with the, I've talked about it before in this podcast that the generation, the general, the, the boom, I'm trying to think of it like by the names, like the boomers, millennials, so on and so forth. Um, the boomers, you know, who had who had who had some money and they were able to buy up, um, they were able to buy a property at a decent, livable, underlivable, um, finance in a livable financial time. They passed on, they passed on that, that property and that money and so on and so forth to people who are now our parents who grew up kind of cushy, you know. What I mean, in some in some some degree, and but because they kind of grew up a bit cushy they don't have too much idea of financial knowledge and how to how to build on that so in time a lot of a lot of these parents have lost these assets 
in which it comes to us and then it looks like there's nothing to pass to us. But what I'm saying in that is those situations where those parents um have those apartments, as you're in this specific example, that they have um those apartments that are like nine hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, and it's like five bedrooms and shit in Harlem. Um, I've seen t- so many ugly situations with that. Like the house is your mom's, but you got your uncle, your cousin, your cousin's girlfriend, uh, a dog. This we don't know whose dog this is, and grandma's aunt's brother that don't even talk to you and like 90 people living in this house is supposed to belong to you and you don't even get to live with it and then ultimately you move away and then that house gets passed on to nobody eventually like even though there's 90 people there nobody pays the rent and then everybody gets evicted i've seen that situation too many times (laughs) you know what's crazy i have to and that's the crazy part that's funny. That was my situation. Wait, what? Oh shit, you're right. You right, you dead ass right though. You know what's crazy? I was <laughs> yo. I just listened to I'm like, that's my situation. That's kind of funny. I, like, I wonder if he's doing this. That's over really this. crazy. But I'm that, gonna shut up. <laughs> I'm dead ass though. I really wasn't though. I was dead thinking of somebody else. That's why I said Harlem. <laughs> I was my whole situation in the Bronx, like just everybody but living that, there. No, see how anything. exact it is. Mad people living in an apartment, not putting money together, and then everybody gets evicted at the same time. And really, the house belongs to you. In this case, literally belongs to you. And then everybody gets kicked out, and you get an apartment someplace else. And it's like, how? Do, why? Why did this happen this way? Mm-mm. And just to say too, and just to say too. Um, in that same sense, I mean, like I said, I come from a family of immigrants. Oh, financial knowledge is a bit different. You know what I'm saying? So, in that with that same example, um, all the apart, all the my family owns businesses and homes and so on and so forth. But even with the apartments, like my cousins held on to those apartments, they rent out rooms and so on and so forth, make money off of these apartments that they have. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't understand mm-hmm. that. Like. I would be, I mean, if I was in a single situation and I was living with, let's say, like five people, that, like, how much money I'd be, if I lived with five people, I mean, it's, I mean, I like to live by myself, but I mean, in terms of money, money wise, that, that sounds comfortable to me. That sounds comfortable to me if we got this apartment is $900 and we're putting like $150, $150 a month for rent. Like, how do you fumble that? Listen, people fumble, fumble the bag all the time. The generation the before us fumbled like, the bag a lot. Like I said, it's a, a lot of it is the generation before us. And um, and it's, it still has yet to be fixed. I mean, like I said, I've said it too many times on this podcast. This is the generation that had to raise themselves. And that's not in disrespect to you know, the adults in our lives, anything like that. But there are just a lot of situations where we had to raise ourselves aside from the home situations and not having the financial knowledge to, to grow from things that we had to learn on our own. Notice, notice how many people, how many people in life that are our age, even right now have been able to come up to you with some financial knowledge. I'm sure we could all name it on one hand. Mm 
know what I'm saying? Where before, but but yet we hear about all these different ways that people had built wealth, built wealth together in in the fifties and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear that from the last generation. But um, that that would speak to why so many of us just don't have it now. I mean, like I said, we had to raise it and, and we had to raise ourselves. And I want to add that technology is a big factor in that too, because our parents had the same thing for like a little while. You know what I mean? But in our time, there are so many things that change so rapidly in our lifetimes. Like I showed y'all the other day, I still have my Walkman. How do we go from fucking <laughs> like CD players with batteries and CDs to not even buy, like I, think about I don't even have, yo, I don't even have anything to put a CD in now. It's 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 obsolete. It's gone. It's extinct. I have CDs still. I don't have no. I have nothing to put CDs in because CDs are obsolete, and that's crazy. That doesn't count. That's I mean, my game's going there, but um. <laughs> I you thought about my Xbox, like but I tried to keep my argument there. going. <laughs> but let's be real. But let's be. But let's be real. You have four times. You have. We have what? We have two hundred. Some. I looked the other day. We have two hundred something games on the Xbox. You know how many discs I actually have? I have like eight. <laughs> That's crazy because I thought about that the other day. I have five right now. But we sat here. But I mean, not even to get into console shit. But people sat there and bitched about. Um, Xbox wanted to come out with a download only console, but at the end of the day, we only downloaded games. So what the fuck was the difference? We just weren't accustomed to making that kind of change. Honestly, if we're being completely honest, uh, it just is more convenient for the situation that we have where we game share. But, but that's, I mean, again, and that's speaking to things that have evolved and changed very, very rapidly. Like, we are the generation that used to um, let each other borrow games and shit, and now we're game sharing. <laughs> and now and, and now we're getting games for free with Game Pass and shit. This is crazy, but that's not, that's not what this conversation is Which technically about. aren't even really free because you paid for the membership. And, and, and after the game is no longer on, ga- on Game Pass, you have to pay for it. Technically, no, that's right. your fault because it should be on there for like that. Should be on there like three to six months. You took three to six months to beat a game, and I got on to tell you, you didn't like it that much. <laughs> As I said I here with Kingdom Hearts, not line. beating for like a year. Yeah, talking shit because that's what you do best. No, no, that's a <laughs> that's a bad example. What the better example would be if you mean like a like a fighting game, like fighting games you could always play. Um, and then I guess taken off a of Game Pass. That's pretty shitty. Um, but I don't even have that experience with game. I mean, I don't even play. To be honest with you, I don't even play the main Game Pass games. I play Minecraft. That's pretty much it. But again, and grounded, grounded is fucking fire. But um, never in which that also came out like the other day. You don't play any games. What does it matter? I was playing the other day. I was playing Coffee Shop though. It was like a, (laughs) it was like a solve people's problems games. I swear, people wouldn't play like the worst <laughs> games ever. The general general population of women just play horrible fucking games. The the game so you will you not buy is the game me. that a woman will play. 
So you mean I'm, to tell me that Animal Crossing isn't a game? It's like that's you the only get good a, game to play. Stephanie, I got a question. Like, I'm yes. confused. Why do you choose to escape your problems by p- picking up other people's problems? Like, what do you mean? Oh, shit is going down in high school. I'm going to watch Degrassi that's filled with other people's fucking shit <laughs> where niggas is getting shot in high school. I don't feel like doing chores today, so I'm going to boot up fucking Animal Crossing so I can pay bills for fictional shit. <laughs> that's I'm funny. just kind of confused. Like, <laughs> You know what? Shut up. It is a weird ass. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, because people were like, yo, Animal Crossing's coming out. Yo, oh my, I can't believe it. I was like really trying to figure out what the fuck the game was about. <laughs> and I really didn't get an answer. But I, but now I hear like, yo, it's Monday. I got to get my turnips together. Like, I got to get I gotta get my, my whatever the fuck they call the money. And I'm just like, yo, what kind of fucking game is this? It's people you really spend. You got to fuck it. You have to keep the village alive, apparently. That's like on Xbox. I don't know if you know. There's a there's a nine one one dispatch simulator game, and I playing that. I want to show. I want to. I want to send that to Jennifer for her to play. <laughs> like, they turn your job into a game. Is <laughs> like, this really a game? Imagine that. <laughs> yo, yo, that is so funny. I would you play should that really just send to it to like, her. Just yo, to see her reaction. Good luck. Hello, is this the police? Yeah, what up? (laughs) (laughs) He said, yeah, what up? (laughs) Oh, that's crazy, son. Yo, you got a knife in the kitchen? Handle your business, B. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine having that kind of job. Stop. Stop. Anyway, we were talking about generational wealth. It's somebody's birthday today. I just realized it was 86. Is it really? Oh, I know whose birthday it is. I know whose birthday it is. What does um, what does general what does what does general generational wealth look like to you? Jesus Christ, you can't read. We already got to that. We already did that. It's oh, we did. My bad. At this point, it's more like what 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 are your plans for your kids one day? Well, I just know I'm. I definitely have a savings account that I'm slowly putting money in. Um, mainly so then I can finally, you know, invest in some type of stocks, get a better understanding of that. So I can essentially pass that down, you know, if it's at all successful, if I'm good at it, that's great. Um, I want to purchase homes. I want to get a whole bunch of real estate properties and, you know, get some type of income from that. I want to have some type of passive income. So then once I receive that income, I could just go ahead and put it in accounts that mature and get interest in it. You know, not interest, but like dividends and things like that. So I can have my money work for me in a way. And then pass well, all of that down. I mean, you're, I mean, you're saying these things, but I mean, what's the plan to make that happen though? I first have to start saving up and make sure that I get that done. You got to save up. I mean, you have to make sure that you don't have any debt going forward because debt can also be passed down to your kids. So you kind of got to make sure that you don't have any debt either. You know, that's actually kind of funny because I'll be goddamned if I pay anybody else's debt. Nigga said, I don't care if it's my mama's nigga said that was her problem. She ain't pay you. Who's that son? 
Yeah, like that? I don't know I don't what know, to tell huh? you, son. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know, huh? <laughs> oh, that's you crazy. You got the same last name. Yeah, that's like... crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Good luck. She left me a little oh. bit of money. I hope it wasn't yours. Uh, you, you don't even say that. <laughs> you can't say that part. <laughs> I will say that part. Nah, nah, the money, you got, the money's you in my account. Don't know who they are. You need it from her account. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But from what I from what I come to understand, you your kid your parents can leave you their debt. It's the next of kin that gotta pay for it. If I'm yeah. not if I'm not mistaken. You know, it depends on what so, kind of debt it is. I think school, I think school loans is one of those things that could get passed. Are you even though they garnish your wages way before that, they garnish your wages nah, before. I think right. maybe, I think maybe that changed because they started garnishing your wages. Like, you don't pay your school loans, they just take off the top from your check. Like, you think you're getting a $900 check? That's just gonna be 400 because they just took 500 out with your fucking. Seven hundred thousand dollars in loans I, left. <laughs> I gotta pay because this nigga wanted to be intelligent. Nah, son, I'm not with it. And then wasn't, and then wasn't intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I within within my plan is just, you know, just keep doing what I'm doing. You know, I um, I come up with things here and there for. I come up with things here and there for business. You just, you know, you just, you take the things that you like and you create for everything that you like, everything that you're good at. There's somebody that you're for everything that you're better at than somebody else. There's a way to get that other person who doesn't do it as well as you to, to pay you to do it. You know what I'm saying? So you can always find, you can always find money, even if it's quick in that regard, and invest in yourself, you know, buy the materials. I mean, in my case, um, what's something that I do? Uh, the soap that I sell, coquito, um, haircuts. Uh, I can run a catering business. I can um, manufacture and do logistics for food. I mean, it's just a lot. Of, you just have to use your skills, the things that you're good at, and do that alongside your nine to five. Your nine to five becomes your capital. You invest in yourself, and then you start branching off into the businesses that um you develop, and that becomes your passive income in time. So, and do you personally, plan on making that oh, your income, or is that part of your passive income that you're that you're looking to produce, or are these all these different businesses that you're looking to open up to then pass that down to your kids? Well, passive income insinuates that it's just it's income that happens without you doing anything. Um, well, like Amazon, yeah, I mean, for example, you, you, you can always create businesses out of that where you're not necessarily in the front line. You can have other people working for you. No, what I'm saying is that there's businesses and there's passive income. Passive income insinuates that you're not actually doing something per se. That's what I'm saying. Like Amazon, for example, if I'm selling things on Amazon, things are going to get sold whether I'm on Amazon or not, and I could do something else. That's the goal, to have your money work. You have to make your money work itself. You know what I mean? Coquito is not passive income because I have to go and do that. Now, I've been trying to make it so that I can have, so I've been trying to make it so I can have other people do it for me. You know what I'm saying? Then that becomes passive. They come, like, for example, um, it could take me, I could drop off. I mean, I'm not going to give all the specifics of how, 
that all works. But I sell the bottle. I mean, they get sold allegedly for forty dollars. <laughs> and then so apparently, I can spend. What? No, go on, go on. All right. So I mean, so example. I'm trying to give a short example. I can make. I, I could allegedly make coquito sell for forty dollars a bottle and spend four hours selling ten of them, and then I make four hundred dollars that day. Or I can get the same 10 orders, give it to somebody else, and then have them sell it for a percentage. And then in that four hours' time, I'm doing something else. You see what I'm saying? Then I'm making two mm-hmm. incomes in one. So that, it, because it that's seems how you to make be it that we income. have the definition of passive income incorrect because you're still technically having to do something in order to create these you know, that income. So I, I honestly think that we may have the definitions incorrect when it comes to passive income. So I'm, I, I did a quick search here. I'm looking it up. And so some of the ideas that it says here is selling informational products like eBooks and and information products such as audio or video course, things like that. Something that is created and then people would just have to purchase. Yeah. Um, Rental income. Affiliate marketing, invest in a high yield CD, peer to peer lending. So basically, peer to peer lending would be a professional loan made between you and a borrower. And it's done usually through a third party like Prosper or Lending Club or Upgrade, something like that. Another example no, I get, of I mean, this is, this is what I said. Yeah, dividend stocks. Yeah, but you were saying that a, a, that something, that some form of passive income would be. Oh, no, wait. You were saying that that would be something that you would have to work for. My bad. But then didn't you also say that you w- that somebody could no, purchase so- it and sell it for $40 and you considered that to be passive? All right. So you didn't hear everything I was saying. As far I, as I, to make it an inch. Okay. In short, in short, I was saying if I sell it for $40, right, and I go do 10 deliveries, I got 10 bottles for delivery. It takes me four hours to do. I make $400 in four hours, right? Or... I can get somebody else to sell it for me, give them a percentage, and in that four hours time that they're selling it for me, I'm making four hundred dollars while I'm making whatever deal money I make with them, but I could still be here doing something else that makes me another four hundred dollars. You get what I'm saying? I understand, but that's, that's not that, that's still not passive income because yeah. you've still had to create those those ten bottles or whatever bottles that you made. She's right. So well, we're not counting that part. The passive, the passive part of it is that he's doing something, <laughs> that he's doing something, and I'm making money without actually having to do the footwork for it. All you're doing is making a profit, but that's not passive income. That is passive income. I don't consider that to be passive income at all. But okay, KP, <laughs> what do you say? As far as what do you is say? It- Definition of passive income. What do you oh. what do you consider passive income? I know passive income is literally I create a one time product and that product continues to put money in my pocket without me ever having to do anything regarding it ever again. So, for example, I create a YouTube channel. We're using something more current. Okay. And I get five thousand views on ten videos. So I am a very high Viewer, uh, people call them influencers now, whatever the case may be. Now, if I wanted to 
um, continue to create content, whatever the case may be. Those previous 10 videos, I will still earn residuals from. That is now my passive income. If I continue to make videos, that is added on to my passive income, especially if I get somebody to sponsor those videos or whatever the case may be, because uh, now I'm earning money Agreed. from that sponsor as well. So all of that is um, passive income. As far as what I consider or how I plan to go about creating my generational wealth, it's a little tricky for us. I feel like I do agree with what Oso was saying, where... Uh, you know, you, you gotta use what you're good at to, you know, create the funds you want, whatever the case may be. I do plan on investing. Um, I like to ask old people, what did they do to, you know, live comfortably? And he was like, one dude was like, yo, I took like 3000 and I went to the stock market and I invest invested aggressively buy low, sell high. As soon as it got to a point that I felt comfortable selling that. I would sell it, go invest in something else for a couple of days, and then boom, boom, boom. And that's how he made his wealth. And I do plan on doing something similar until I can invest in a couple CDs I feel comfortable with. And then I'm going to rest on my laurels. Maybe buy a building. Hmm. I like that. Okay. So you're thinking of doing rental income as passive. Yeah, um, and this course. is the way this is the way you're going to build your generational wealth. Yeah. Leave okay. my kids. If I could buy, I don't plan on having a lot of kids. Um, so maybe I come from a big family myself. I might just get, hopefully if everything goes the way I want, maybe a house per kid, give y'all all something when I die and then go about my business. Like y'all all got something y'all can manage it. Y'all can live in it. That's up to y'all. But I do believe where I feel like we as minorities, whatever case you want to call it, where we do have it fucked up is that um, our parents put us in situations where we have to move out too soon before we are ready to take on the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we're really, like also said, we really have to raise ourselves and figure it out. And that's not fair as your child because I'm still not ready. I'm still trying to figure it out, get set up, whatever the case may be. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. What do y'all think? I do feel like it is. I want to say that that's more of like a minority issue because a lot of our parents have decided to tell us that we have to leave or now, now that we're 18, we're adults or being the age of, you know, whatever age you start working now, all of a sudden you have to contribute to the house bills. I don't see that in a lot of other households with other people that I knew that were growing up of different ethnicities. You know, the kid's role was to be a kid, do good in school, um, continue building, you know, their parents probably taught them about savings and my mother never taught me anything about saving, you know? So a lot of those things that they were instilled in as a, at a young age, I wasn't instilled with at a young age. I had to learn that as an adult. So I'm already behind by 15, 20 years easily on that aspect, right? Um, I had a coworker who was 30-something years old. Um, he, was, he was still unmarried, um, didn't get married until just recently. And he 
he just moved out of his mom's home at the age of like 30 something years old, you know, didn't have to pay any of her, any of their bills, any of his parents' bills. Um, he saved as much as he could. I mean, he probably gambled with a lot of what he had, but because that's what he liked to do. He liked to go to the casino and stuff, but his parents didn't ask him for a dime, you know, and this is the same to be told about a lot of my other friends of other ethnicities as well. They weren't forced yeah, but, to grow up. But then also look back. And they were also taught these but then also look back on the example that I gave. The example I gave before about mm-hmm. um about the boomer generation passing on to our parents, well, keeping our our the keeping our parents comfortable to the point where they didn't need financial knowledge and so on and so forth, and which they didn't pass on to us, is kind of what you're describing with the people that you're saying right now that they got to be comfortable with their parents, and now they're moving out and they have some money. But look at the but look at the negative end of what that could be. The negative end of that could be that they don't pass on any financial knowledge because they didn't need to have it. You see what I'm saying? So the destiny that we're facing right now, where we had to raise ourselves and we had to learn on learn that financial knowledge on our own, their kids are gonna have to do that. I disagree. Just because your parents allow you to stay at home or stack your bread, whatever the case may be, does not mean they don't instill those values in you. You know what I mean? Oh no, of course. Uh, I mean, I was just, I was just, I mean, every household is going to be different. I'm just, I'm just connecting, connecting dots. Yeah. Because one thing that I would like to instill into my children, not only just financial values, just values in general. And I'm going to stress to them as they grow, the need to pass it on to, you know, their children or whatever the case may be. Uh, so they have, so they know that, yo, know, that shit gets crazy sometimes and you, you have to better educate those who come after you. So I, I don't know. But I think, I know, but for, I think we only reach that perspective by being in this place right now. Not necessarily. I don't I don't think you should have to struggle to have to learn these things. I really don't think you should I have think to that's struggle the best at way all. To, one of the best ways to learn. To be honest with you, we had so my parents established a savings account for me when I was a younger kid. Okay. I was younger. I had my first savings account with Apple Bank. This was like the bank to have in New York. You remember this this account this bank? I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember Apple Bank. Okay. So I, I Apple do. Don't bank. speak my memory. Shit. Oh, my bad. Okay. I had I had um I had a savings account with them. I had a youth account with them. And my parents were putting money in this account for me. Okay. One day my mom took me out of school early and asked me to go to the bank to withdraw the funds from that account because apparently she needed the money for something. She told me she was going to give it back to me. Okay. Never gave it back. When I did ask her about it and about giving it back to me, she told me I, I gave birth to you. I fed you. I clothed you. I did everything that I could for you. Now I already did what I had to in order to give you back that money. So there goes the basics, the beginning of exactly how I grew up and, you know, things like that. So as you can see, savings didn't mean anything. You know, all of that, 
all of that, having, having your kids struggle now, or, you know, I, again, I didn't learn anything from any of my parents whatsoever. Nothing. At least financially, other than my dad was very strict when it came to money. And my mom was very loose when it came to money. But neither one of them taught me anything about bills. Neither one of them taught me anything about anything when it came to that. And I don't know. That sounds fucking rough. Yeah, I mean, there's um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, we can't speak on the the circumstances that they had. I'm sure that we've all had similar similar experiences to that, in which um, main still some some resentment, uh, especially later in life when we we see we see all these opportunities of which we could have had some money right now to use, but. What I'm saying in terms of struggle, excuse me, what I'm saying in terms of struggle too, though, is that through that struggle, we have learned a bit of the importance of holding on to that and doing the right thing with it. Even though, you know, I do say this and I do advocate for that side of it, that struggle, struggle kind of prepares you for a situation that is hard. And then for you, it's just kind of like, that others would deem hard and for you it's kind of like you know i already been through that I, I could do that i don't give a shit you know what i'm saying i could i could live broke for two years to save a massive amount of money you know what i'm saying but on the other side of that i've also seen people who struggled and the moment they get money they have to buy something that's really nice they have to buy something that's that's really dope and a lot of money because they never had it before you know what i mean so there's that side too um but again, I mean, that, that that's also, you know, speaking to one person who may be a little bit more financially educated versus a person that has never had anything and doesn't care. I just need a TV today. I just need the Jordans I never had. I just need uh, I need uh, spinners on my car, whatever the case is. I need I need I need chrome rims. So, I mean, there's different ways, there's different ways that can be seen. Uh, I do think it's I do think that how that situation was handled is definitely unfair. And uh, I think that that's something to mm-hmm. that you could speak to her about to kind of unpack with her. You know, I mean, I'm not even saying the future. I can say she, now. Can't yeah, but I mean, that. to be honest with you, <laughs> you're so silly. I know. I just feel like there have been other people that have put in a predicament where they were like they didn't have that type that type of financial backing from a young age, you know. I could easily say I know other people that haven't had that type of financial backing and had to learn a lot of these things on their own along the way, you know? So yeah. All right, that's what I'm saying. I mean and then it's like I don't know. Like I said, you do you do lavish things and then, you know, you finally have like a girlfriend or something like that. And then instead of just doing regular shit with her, you want to take her like on a whole vacation. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Cassandra? I mean, KP? yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. KP, you did. Oh, this line of question was directed towards me, so I ignored it. <laughs> yes, it was. Cause oh, you, it definitely wasn't. Yes, because you you went on a vacation. So, I mean, how was it? Nigga, what? Did you pay for her or not? 
Am I the only one who don't know about this supposed vacation? <laughs> so hold on one second. You've never gone on a vacation with a female? I've gone on a vacation with a female. Never I've gone on a vacation with friends. A female, the female makes it a vacation. What are you talking about? Facts. So yes. if me and Stephanie go on a vacation right now, that's a vacation? No, if you sleep together, that's a vacation. Right. Yeah, if you sleep together. I'm confused on what vacation y'all niggas is referring to. Okay. And even if even if y'all do remember, how the fuck y'all remember my dick better than y'all remember y'all's? <laughs> Worry about hey, your own dick yo. and Thank you. Hey, 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 okay. yo. Not so okay. concerned about where I'm sticking my pee pee. That's <laughs> <laughs> my pee pee. Do not be concerned Listen. while I drive the wee wee wagon. Like, <laughs> I'm done. I am done. So, <laughs> when was the first time you ever paid for a trip for a female, if you ever have, for her to go on a trip with you? I don't pay for these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You definitely have. Okay. Rather, all right, all right. Off the vacations. Off the vacations. What is the most expensive thing you bought your significant other? Any the significant other ever Damn. that you ever bought somebody and a significant other? Period. I bought that bitch Popeyes and I regretted it ever since. Well, what? Wow, he I said like that was the most expensive shit. Popeyes, nigga, please. Nigga, you have bought something. What was it? Or, or asking all these goddamn interrogating ass Oprah Winfrey ass questions. Your high pitched voice tells me you know exactly what it was. (laughs) I really don't. I really don't. Um, I have bought in a girl jewelry before. So, nigga, if you bought her jewelry before, why wasn't that your go-to in terms of, like, that? I mean, that's something. A trip could be two, three hundred. Because I don't keep track of shit like that. It's something I did, you know. So, how how to explain it? When I I do do. something, like, buy a gift for, yeah, of course you do. I know, nigga, you save receipts. When I buy a gift, I'm not keeping track of, I'm not looking for the credit or anything like that. So I'm not keeping track of things like that. So a gift is just a gift. I move along. You know what I mean? But that's just how I feel about the situation. Okay. Just close your eyes and picture a time when you forked over more than a hundred dollars for somebody. That's what, what I'm saying. Cause I know over the like, this, nigga, this nigga is front right now. I hate to say it, but you are front right now, my nigga. Cause I feel like every, every man in his life has bought a woman something and then they broke up and you were like, fuck, I bought that shit. But even, but even a woman with a man, even a woman no. with a man, I want to say I've, I've spent easily like, okay. So I, the, one thing I can remember is like, say it's 700, 700. Off the back of my head. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I want to say I've spent like at least seven hundred. I want to say for at cologne? least no, no, not for cologne. For oh, I, I want to say that 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 would have been the most I've ever spent. That's what I'm saying. Cumulatively, seven hundred. I'm like, nigga, that's some good ass fucking cologne. That should nah, be guaranteed. I would, I would never hour. pay no more than like a hundred and fifty dollars for a cologne, never. And I think that even one fifty is pushing it. I don't think I've spent hundred fifty dollars for fucking cologne. <laughs> Yeah, 
I've but, never but that's spent what I'm more saying. Than, I feel like even that's pushing it. I've never spent more than fucking forty dollars for good cologne. The cologne I liked, most? I got it. I got it. I got it as a gift, and then I saw how much it was <laughs> after I ran out. And I guess that's the last time I was going to smell like that. <laughs> nah, nah. But but here's my thing, though. What do you consider expensive? Because $100 to you could be $10 to the next person. You know what I mean? So nigga, what exactly what, do you what, consider like I said, expensive? What did you buy a woman that you eventually stopped talking to and you were like, fuck, I did buy that for her? I'm an idiot. I don't. I don't know. Oh my god! I really don't. My nigga, you're giving mad neck. Just say what the fuck you bought. Hey the yo, and go about hey, your yo. life. <laughs> why are you so worried about what I bought? Because he mining your why do you pockets, keep, why do you bro. Like yo, why you keep throwing this stuff. Why do you keep throwing this stuff out here, yo? Like, like, hey. There's no, I don't, I can't even really speak on it because at the end of the day, I bought a wedding ring. <laughs> like, this, it doesn't get more expensive than that. The whole, this whole, this whole trip, I mean, I don't even know if I should. I'm, I, I spent on a trip that I'm going to pretty soon and um, for months, months long trip. And the wedding ring I bought was more expensive than this whole trip. Like I said, the most expensive thing you will buy and should buy, the most expensive thing you should buy would be a wedding ring. I don't even think that should even be expensive. Neither I do feel I. like I feel like you're doing a little bit too much if you spend like okay, you know you how people have like, oh, it gotta it gotta be one nah. third of your what? salary. No, what? no, no. Dead ass. No, listen, listen. You know how there's all these myths that never say, heard that like, before. I I've heard that. I've heard that before. That oh no, I've heard one third of I've heard the rumors. I've heard the rumors. I do not believe them. I think that's bull. Like, I think that's complete bullshit that you got to spend one third of your salary for a ring. I'm also. I'm also. I'm also. I'm about to gauge it. Hold on. No, y'all can still I, talk. I have watched this show. It's called Adam Ruins Everything. He literally yeah. ruins everything. And he talks about the ring industry, the diamond very, industry. and it's where a very it, popular show. Exactly. So, oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. You, I wouldn't think that not a lot of people watched it because not a lot of people have watched it, at least that I knew. So, okay. I've, I've, seen, anyway. I've seen the commercials. I never watched it. So in Adam Rubin's Everything, he actually talks about rings mm-hmm. and engagement rings and how it's all just not a hoax, but what's it the word? It was marketing. Exactly. It's it's all it's all marketing in order to get the in order to get that industry to go, start booming. So and it never wore off. It yeah, it never did, which is crazy to me because me personally, and I've told my man this. I've told my man this. There's rings out there that are like thirty dollars. Okay, it's a ring that won't mess up. It won't scratch. It won't do anything because it's like it's like a silicone material. I'm good with that. I'm good with that type of ring. I'm good with a. I'm good with a ring like that. All I care about is the marriage. That's all I care about. I don't. I don't care about no wedding. I just want to be able to be with him for the rest of my life, or you know, until our dying days, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Nah, I, I really see, don't think somebody should have to spend that much on a ring. I really don't. It sounds simple. It sounds simple. 
until you get into the politics you know what i'm saying when you get into the circles of women of other women with their rings and they have a story that goes with the ring they or they have a price tag or they have a a, a, a circumstance that goes to the ring you gotta you gotta have something you gotta have something to go with it because if you have nothing you okay. get you ain't get looked down upon and no it's not about it okay but, but i'm but i'm it, okay with that though because i don't care about that status or that you know I don't. I don't care about that. You will be. It's a different game. It's a different game. That's Even for the men game. too. For That's the men bullshit. too. For the men That's too. Bullshit. You gotta be like, yo, I bought That's that. Bullshit. You don't need. I got the. I got the story. Nigga, I got so the story behind what? the ring ready every time. Every time, nigga. You sound worse than a female. You def. You definitely do, bro. Like this is fucking problematic because love should not be determined by how much money you put on. First of all, the, her finger. Fuck out like, of here. I'm gonna get that ring. I'm not. I'm gonna get that forever ring. It's gonna be a ring talking about that. It's gonna be a ring talking about that. It's never cracked. I said. I said when you get into the circles. I said when you get into the circles, and you know, one is talking about the price tag. Another is talking about the story of which the ring was acquired, the story behind the ring, the reason they have this ring, things like that. You got to be prepared with. You know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily about. How much it is is just there's just one factor. There's just different ways that it goes. I didn't buy the ring because um it was a super expensive ring. I bought the ring because it was one of a kind. And there was a store and there's a there was a larger reason behind it. What I'm talking about is the politics that get involved after after you get married. This sounds like a nigga who cared too much about what other people think. That's what it sounds like to me. What are the politics behind I, after, like, after being stop, married? You gotta, you gotta stop lying about that. It, it matters. You stop lying. It matters. But it I personally don't everybody. think that it matters, though. I really, I literally just want to oh, be y'all married. Gotta, y'all gotta take it. Y'all gotta take it from a married person and just and just heed heed what I'm I get it. I hear you. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you, but I, I guess I just don't get it. Maybe because I'm not in that married scene. Maybe you're absolutely right. But personally, all I care about is that me and my partner spend the rest of our days together. Okay. I want to be able to have his last name. I, I want to be that for, I want to be his wife, you know? So I don't give a, I don't give a hoots. About yes, a hoots? Like I said, I don't give a hoots. That's how I know she meant it. She don't oh, give a fucking God. hoots. Like I said, I really meant that. Okay, shit. All, bit, but <laughs> my point is, my point out. is, all of that, all of that stuff, all that stuff, all that stuff is very obvious. I'm talking about a very small section thing. I'm talking about like they're asking you where the ring came from because people expect a story when they look at your ring. They expect there to be something behind it, and when you don't have nothing behind it. It could say it could say a lot about you know what's going on in your relationship. It just it just it is what I it don't, is. I don't <laughs> think it has anything to say about what's going on in my relationship it at all. Definitely don't. We married. Oh, like, it does. That's we married. Does. We decided to go to the courthouse. It went hundred percent. We decided to go to the courthouse. We got married, and now I have his last name. We had a barbecue. And they, you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? They're gonna what? walk away and they'll be like, mm. <laughs> that's it. This is it. Mm. That's okay, but I don't care if they go. Mm, I wouldn't care. Lie. That's a fucking lie. Cause if I buy this bitch a fifty dollar ring and Yo, y'all know what under like, the Eiffel Tower, y'all sound like, that's the story. That's the story. y'all sound like that. But that, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's a, that's that's the tale right there. <laughs> that's 
a tail right there. That's a fifty dollar ring. <laughs> That's what about uh, nigga. Just, I said did you forget that nigga, part? nigga. I said the price tag is a fraction of that. The story, the means of which it was acquired, so on and so forth. I said these things too. So if you're sharing that with the story behind the ring, that's what that's what you're giving in that conversation. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what basically what you're saying is that you don't have to spend a third of your salary on the ring, right? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm not understanding either. Oh my god. I, I, I can't explain it again. Y'all, y'all have to fucking rewind at this point. I said it twice. I said the price, the price is Guess just what? a fraction. Bro, you don't have you to spend a lot price. on the ring. You don't have to spend a lot on the ring. But what should be have value, what should have value is the story behind it. The means of which you acquired this ring, what the ring means, uh stuff like that. Oh my god. I don't think that the ring matters so much as the story does. I feel like if you were to go out there and get the that story, the ring, story gives the ring value. No. Okay. Listen, if she says yes to whatever ring I whip out my pocket, and we, I'm going to eat her booty that night either way, so that's going to be the story. So I don't like that's gonna be a twenty dollar ring or a two thousand dollar ring or two hundred thousand dollar ring. It don't matter what kind of ring I whip out my pocket, as long as she about says a ring yes. She's gonna wear every day. day, nigga. You're still talking about price. All right, so we got final thoughts. <laughs> we got final thoughts. How to shit up, like. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you don't need to purchase an expensive-ass ring to have a story. You can definitely save a lot of that money and put it towards your nest egg for your home, you know? You don't really got to spend a lot. You really don't. And build that generational wealth because at some point in time, you're going to die and you're going to leave your kids with nothing. (laughs) Yes. And in lieu of, of of not spending too much on the ring there should be something attached to it, something that's actually meaningful for something that she is going to wear every day. I don't know why y'all understand. Oh, I do know why y'all don't understand that. I'm fine. I'm fine with my $50 ring made out of silicone. (laughs) I'm fine with that And then the shit turns your finger green and you have to wear it every day. Your fucking finger's infected and it's about to fall off. Off of silicone? Off the cubic zirconias. <laughs> Ring look like a belt buckle. KP, KP, what are your final thoughts, sir? Um, definitely instill values in your children that you did not have or did not receive growing up. When I get married, I'm gonna eat my wife's booty. That's gonna be the first booty I eat in my lifetime. So. That's going to be a story in itself. That's a lot of value right there. <laughs> and we're going to have a good, happy life with a green happy ring. Happy wife, right? happy life. Finger. Yeah, with a green <laughs> finger. Uh, her green finger. We're going to be late. <laughs> 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 I'm going to call it Martian. I already got a name for it. I am done. Okay. Okay. My wife got to have all 10 I, fingers. I don't, I don't know about a no nine-finger wife. <laughs> I only date assassins, so... 
she gonna lose it anyway. <laughs> she John Wick out here in the streets, but it's all right. I'm done. So, <laughs> uh, my my final thought is: don't night, go out y'all. here and buy a twenty five. Don't believe her. <laughs> don't believe her when she says don't buy. Don't believe her when she says to buy a cheap ring. Make sure that it's it has true value to it. Make sure that it's meaningful. That's all. Okay, but the true value is in the story, not in the price of the ring. You just that, said that. Nigga, all right. That's so what I said. That's what I said to so begin right. with. But, but still, you shouldn't have right a ring now. that turns her. But still, you shouldn't have a ring that turns her finger green and makes the shit fall off. You have to remember she's going to wear it every day. Make sure it Bro, matches the rest of her you, jewelry. You just said with a two hundred dollar okay. ring. You I finally understood, Cookie. I understand. If it's under two thousand dollars, it might turn her her finger green. That's what he's saying. I didn't, so I didn't say that either. I didn't say that either. She's a phenomenal ring. So I'm talking so, about. Don't get your ring from Deb, my from Debs, my nigga. Don't get your ring from Claire's, my nigga. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Who's Debs? Debs used to be Claire's. <laughs> That oh, store with the five dollars. No, that was not the name. Oh my god, that is not. I could have no. sworn it was. I don't remember. I, I I I shouldn't be expected to remember what that store was called. I was pretty sure it was called Debs. Enough to say it out loud. <laughs> I I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't know you could look it up. Well, whatever. But also, yeah, whatever. And everything right that name, and everything that and everything that you do, you should intend to pass it on to the people who come after you. You should intend for the people that come after you to be better than you, and which you should be giving them a head start to do so. That's it. Peace out, Cub Scout. Choo choo. <laughs> make sure, make sure that doesn't make it to the final cut. Um, <laughs> good night.